Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. In my recent discussion with Vanessa Hurst, we continue to talk about Nelson County Schools and specifically Wes Bradley, the superintendent within that school district, and his appearance on a local Bardstown, Kentucky radio program where he spoke for roughly an hour. And I play a few of, his, of the audio clips from that radio interview, and it's very evident that the radio program itself is protecting Wes Bradley and covering for him, and they can't even comprehend the level of evil that is actually behind these curriculum programs and these communistic curriculum programs that are being rolled through and who's funding them and and the nefarious actions behind the curtain, as, as Vanessa so eloquently points out. Please stay tuned to the end because I make a few comments at the end too after our discussion, and then make sure that you check out the description below because there's a couple of websites on there that you're really going to want to check out. Make no mistake, what is going on in Nelson County is not unique to just Nelson County. It's going on in countless school districts all over the United States, and it's coming from some of the most nefarious people you could possibly imagine who have some of the most nefarious ties you could possibly imagine. Why don't we do this? I only want to play a couple of clips from the radio interview because I don't want either of us to have a stroke um, <laughs> from listening to him again. But I do want to bring up a couple of things here because as we were texting back and forth when we were listening to, to the radio program a little bit, and um, some of the things that I think that Again, these are just my observations, but these are things that I think the people of Nelson County have got to understand. Number one, there is no doubt that Wes Bradley is a liar. I think that at the very least, at the very least, he's a liar. And and he and like most liars, they're not very good at it. And they have tells. And one of his tells is is very pronounced. And you've commented on his pronunciation of the word, um, oh, what is conversation. it? Conversation. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it, it's not just that word either. It's the way that he, it's the way that he pronounces almost his entire sentence. And then the way that he brings the volume down on the word conversation or other, other words that he's saying, or even the whole sentence. That's very indicative of a liar because he can't even get the sentence, let alone a word out of his mouth without bringing down the tone to the point where you can't hear him. Um, that, that's the first thing for me. So again, for the Nelson County parents and staff members out there, your superintendent is a liar. That's number one. Um, and he proves it in, in some of these audio clips blatantly when he glosses over um, as, as the two of us have talked, when he glosses over the statistics regarding the teacher turnover rate, he's, com uh -huh. he's completely dismissive of why people are actually leaving. And they're leaving because this plan that's being rolled out is going to communize that entire area and destroy it, uh, among, among other reasons. Um, like we've been talking about his treatment of the principals, and then he has the audacity to get on there and say that his principals are great. You know, that the principals are all on board and the principals are great and everybody's on board and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he's, he, he throws some shade at you by saying, well, you know, when you do something like this, uh, people are going to throw stones and there's going to be stone throwers from time to time and whatever else. Um, yeah. He blames the pandemic constantly 
Well, because of the pandemic, we had to do this because of the pandemic. One of the other things that I noticed too, before I just kind of mentioned the word, the, his his words that he uses repetitively, is that it's beyond evident, and it should be evident, I think, to everybody in America that this guy and what's going on in K twelve education right now, as your email title to me when we first talked, is is still more more relevant today than ever before, and that's that COVID is a Trojan horse, and that he knows that, and that all of the Marxists and leftists and communists in education know that, and they've used this opportunity to roll out their communistic plan, which was developed overseas in communist-controlled countries, and is now being rolled out here um, and he even says that this is our opportunity. You know, the pandemic has provided us an opportunity. He's basically telling you that this was all pre-planned, um, that, the, that they have their orders, that they're following orders, and they're going to push this through no matter what the area thinks because they know they can push it through. Um, so that uh, that's a level of evil that that the that the parents and the, and the people in Nelson County have to understand, and I again all across America have to understand is that none of this is an accident. All of this is pre-planned, and and they're running with their playbook, and they're just they're just playing it out. Do you have any thoughts on that before I kind of get into this his basic word usage? Well, wasn't it Rahm Emanuel who said, "Don't let a good crisis go to waste"? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you don't really need to say any more than that. Um, yeah. And, and it's very, very obvious when you start, when you go to these meetings, um, any of his presentations, um, if you've actually sat in on a meeting with him, as I have with principal selection, um, it's, it's very obvious. Everything is predetermined. And when I say that, I don't mean like, cause in the radio, program at some point they answered my question but it was it, there was a lead-in about um this being a done deal and the board already deciding on it and that's not even what i said what i mean by predetermined is there is a plan there is a well laid out plan um going forward with what whatever they're they're wanting to do within our district and um and it, and it is predetermined uh he never has said who is behind all these ideas. He never, he will skate around that question. And of course we'll, we'll get into that, but, um, but yeah, when I say predetermined, I mean that somebody has already come up with this stuff somewhere and it wasn't just Wes Bradley. Um, it, it, there is who's behind the curtain is, has been my driving question all this time. Right. I mean, we know that there's foreign influence here. We're talking about the Zuckerbergs now, as you discovered, the Qatar Foundation. We're talking about overseas, um, tyrannical countries and tyrannical people. And when when you when you when you were talking to me about um, what's the guy's name, Barry, Buddy Barry, Buddy Barry, okay. And I was digging into him a little bit on his website. And again, I would recommend that everybody in Nelson County look up this person. This person is not well. Um, it's beyond evident that, that this person has very nefarious ties to a lot of different things. When, when you sent me the stuff about the celebration school. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Disney celebration school. Right. 
And again, I would recommend everybody look up what the Disney Celebration School is. It is from Walt Disney. And it is essentially a communistic town that's built outside of uh, Walt Di- outside of Disney World in Florida. And they had their own school. And their own school was essentially doing everything that Wes Bradley wants done in Nelson County, which is yeah. just do things. We'll just do things. We'll just play games and we'll just we'll just work and we'll just whatever. Uh-huh. I've brought up the example of M. Night Shyamalan's The Movie The Village before when we've, when we've talked. It really is like that. He's creating this brainwashed village that is very difficult. And I fully understand that it would be difficult for someone who hasn't read any of this and doesn't, and doesn't get a sick feeling in their stomach while reading this. I mean, they would have no idea the depth of this evil. Um, well, to kind of, to kind of, let me back up a little bit and give some context around the Buddy Berry. Please, thing. please. Buddy Berry was, um, my first um, knowledge of Buddy Berry was at a, uh, it was at the Nelson County High School community meeting discussion about the 6 through 12 campus merger. And Buddy Berry was brought on to talk about how the K through 12 structure works in his district. He's the um, superintendent of Eminence Independent School in Kentucky. And so I was talking to another administrator, um, former administrator under Nelson County, um, who had trouble with Wes at some point. And he told me, he had, he had mentioned that he saw in one of the, the things on the slide that was quickly moved through, he saw Buddy Berry and it kind of sent up a red flag. So he says, that's, you know, that's somebody you probably need to look into. So I did. Um, and so I started doing some searches and, and found, obviously found him, found his Twitter account, found whatever. But then I found an old blog of his um, and he, he goes on talking about the Disney celebration schools. Now, come to find out Buddy Berry and Wes Bradley are pretty tight. Um, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, so at the Disney celebration school in this old blog, it talks, it, it, he goes into how wonderful it was. It was ahead of its time. It was done. And I think it was started in the night in 1994 or five. Yep. And parents absolutely did not like what was going on in those schools because it, they took away grading systems. There was no structure. There was no, grades so kids were intermingling you know across grades so you'd have say a sixth grader with a 11th grader or whatever um and parents fought it and wound up getting a lot of that structure back into this school although it's still i'm pretty sure it's a low performing school to this day but um yeah so that's that's kind of the context around that so buddy was kind of building up this idea of the celebration school as, you know, a a model that we need to work toward for the future. And and lo and behold, he becomes superintendent at eminence and that's exactly what they're doing. And that's exactly what we're doing here in Nelson County as well. And you also see that with, um, it's also coming out that a lot of our schools aren't doing traditional grades anymore. I know for a fact, having worked on the site-based council, that they were working on a system at New Haven School to get rid of grades and, and find a new way to assess uh, students and progress monitor 
uh, rather than the traditional, these are the standards, this is what your child is meeting or not meeting, and this is the grade they have sort of system. So that's just a little background on, on the Buddy Berry and Celebration School and how I, I came across all that. Yeah, and on his website, buddyberry.com, which I recommend people check out and read every word that's on it, it is not only horrific, but he apparently graduated with an EDD from Northern Kentucky University. And the title of his, uh, of his, of it's not really a dissertation, it's more of a thesis when you get an EDD, but it's the, the title of it is Innovating Instruction, Delivering Disney's Dream. I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, I mean, even if even if people haven't looked up the history of Walt Disney, which is a horrific history, it, it, the man was not a good man. Uh, by not any- the Hollywood history either. Correct. 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 The entire Disney concept is a is a living nightmare. It's a masonic pedophilic nightmare. Um, they've been trafficking children since since the very beginning. They've been drugging and brainwashing children since the very beginning. Um, some of that may sound harsh to a novice, but it's true. And and you can you can, I mean, my God, anybody can get on BitChute and type into the search bar, uh, Disney, you know, the origins of Disney or anything like that, and start watching the videos, and you're going to learn a ton. So what we have here is is we have Buddy Barry and Wes Bradley, who are apparently pals essentially both engaging in this satanic dream for two completely separate school districts where grades are eliminated, no one's evaluated appropriately, everybody's going to rely on local jobs, um, minimal skills, no qual- no college or university qualification. And Vanessa's, as we've both talked about, in the end, it creates a high school transcript that is useless it's rendered 100% useless when an individual graduates from Nelson County and they won't be able to use it anywhere, let alone for a college or even an online school. So, and, and that, that's not talking, you know, just about nothing that's, or, or what could happen. That has actually happened to students. I have talked to parents who that has happened to their student. They were not accepted into a college because their transcripts just weren't good. It, 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 it just, it was nothing. There was nothing there. The right. grades meant nothing. And they said, you came from this school. So therefore we know that, you know, that's not up to our standard. Yeah. Um, l- let me, l- let's get into the radio show here a little bit. And I'm just going to play a couple of clips. And then I, again, I, I want your take because when I was listening to it, not only are the radio radio hosts completely running shade um, and, and blocking for, for Wes Bradley, but both of them are clearly out of touch. I, I, and, and I'm being kind when I say they're both out of touch. I mean, they don't know what's going on. Um, the, the very, the very concept that someone would show up and try to reinvent education should be the biggest red flag that anybody has. It never needs to be reinvented and you never, you never do what he's doing unless there's a very nefarious reason for doing it because no logical sound moral minded human being would ever roll in to a school district whether they're familiar with it or not and you said he grew West Bradley grew up there um there's no way that that wouldn't happen if there if there weren't nefarious ties to it but it's evident that 
the radio hosts are, are, are just too old to understand what's really going on. So some of the words, again, the repetition of the words that Wes Bradley uses are also indicative of not just a liar, but an indoctrinated individual who, who clearly lacks some very basic communi- uh, communication skills here. He uses the words over and over again, identity, purpose, community, progressive, which by the way, the word progressive, politically speaking, means we are progressing toward government control over you, over the individual. So anytime, in any context, when a person hears the word progressive, that's what that means. It's just like the word liberal. It doesn't mean that you're liberal with your mustard on your ham sandwich and you use as much as you want. But it kind of does mean that in a political context. When a person hears the word liberal, it means liberal control of the government over the people. Um, he uses the word access a lot, opportunity, united. He brought up the word pioneers and that the, and that the children who were, who were working at McDonald's and were allegedly going to have college paid for, which he can't prove that right now. And, and there's, and I mean, there can't be any proof that, um, that that's exactly what those students are going to do, let alone get accepted to a school, let alone finish. Um, but when he uses the word pioneers, Stalin used the word pioneers in Soviet Russia to, and he labeled children pioneers who would rat out their parents for doing the right thing. So he had brainwashed, he would brainwash uh, the local children into believing that they had to actually turn in their parents if their parents disagreed with the local schools or the local government. Um, He uses the word culture, transparent, relationships, and kids over and over and over again. And then there was a moment in in, in, uh, when I was recording it where I just started yelling because he, he... he can't help himself, but but make it sound like he wants to be con- in control of all of the children of that area and that only he knows what's best. Oh, that is something that keeps coming up. I want to get him on recording so I can have it to prove, like, I know what's best for Nelson County kids. He keeps saying, oh, we, we know what's best for Nelson County kids. Correct. And that's kind of one of the last clips that I wanted to play here and get your take. So I'm going to go ahead and play a few clips here. Um, it's either the grades, the grade business or something, but give this a listen if you can hear this. You know, and, and I'll say it again, contrary to uh, popular perception among some parents, uh, it wasn't a done deal. and It was never meant. It, it was the start of a discussion uh, about this idea. And it was, it was researched ahead of time. And uh, and that and that there's nothing. Of course, you you wouldn't want to put options out that have no basis for you know making an improvement. But um, oh my God, um, I had a question about work-based learning, and somebody was asking um, how come that. And of course, they're comparing Nelson County with right. other districts. Right. Uh, that uh, Nelson County um, partners with with. Uh, uh, fast food or uh, restaurants and things for yeah. for work based learning and is that um, you know it, what's the advantage of that and I, yeah. of course I, I could kind of answer that um, other school districts may not allow students to work in those yeah I, I'm not aware of any school district that wouldn't allow that <clears throat> but here's what I will say is we had a, uh, a community member ask some questions about that 
we have a, I think we have three students this year that are working at McDonald's. And um, uh, I think. See, I'm going to stop it right there. When, what, just before I, I keep playing it, when he brings his sentences, <coughs> excuse me, when he brings his sentences down in tone, when he says the word McDonald's, he brings it down to the point where you can't hear him. It's almost yeah. like he knows that what he's doing is failing. Right. And that, and that he's okay with that, but he's just going to ram it through anyway. And again, Jim Brooks is so naive. Here we go. I think that this is a great example of how misinformation spreads, right? So majority of those students are in the management pathway at McDonald's mm. and are getting their college paid for by McDonald's. So if you think about the power of uniting people in places to access resources, people may find a way to stereotype or typecast a job, but every job in our community has value. Every single one. Absolutely. And we see that, you know, fortunately that our kids, whether they're working at McDonald's or at the law office or the radio station, that there's purpose and value that can be found there. So, you know, every, every child, every parent wants what's best for, for their child. Can you convey what, what some of the changes that you're talking about, what value that is to that child for, so that in terms of that, that parent, you know, there's there's lots of uh, recently, you know, people use the phrase educational research. Um, I'll say the larger purpose of school that if you look at what students want out of school, two things: they want to have friends and be a part of something. Okay, they want, and secondly, they want to experience success. They want Vanessa that <laughs> th- th- that right there blew me away. Because first of all, he mentions three things and said they want two things, and one of them is friends. That's not mm-hmm. the point of school. Exactly. And this came up in our site-based meeting back in oh, back in November, and that was what spurred me to go speak to the board in December. Um, but yes, the purpose of school is not for kids to have friends. It's not for kids to feel successful. Oh, yes, there's so much wrong with that. And, and that's what that's what he, he believes is best for our kids. Not that they know how to read, not that they can do math, not that they're ready to join the workforce or go to college. It's not those things. It's that they feel successful. Well, how successful are they going to feel when they get denied, you know, entering into college how successful are they gonna feel when they fail a tape test for manufacturing you know it's it's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous why why would he i know why you know why but parents you need to ask yourself why would he want our kids to be stupid why make them feel successful not to mention all the the you could get into a whole um, another subject, which would be a whole talk for another day about the neuroscience behind early, you know, the trophy culture. Everyone gets a trophy culture, right? There's, I mean, that damn that has some long-lasting, damaging impacts as well as as we've seen within society now. And <sighs> and he haphazardly brings up educational research, and he goes, "Well, there's this saying." 
educational research. Saying. Right. It's just a saying. And then he can't actually reference anything that indicates what he's saying is actually real. That there are that there are two or three things that 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 quote unquote kids want in school. Well, first of all, again, any effective parent, I think, would understand this, and that is that you don't ask your your children what they want; you tell them what to do. I mean, you you you, you tell them what to do, and then they do it. But I mean, but. If, if, if my kids get what they want they're you know they're going to go to school and there's going to be bouncy houses everywhere and they're going to be living on popsicles and swimming that's it that's what they want exactly that's right it's it's pizza parties and movies all day long um but what they need that's why they have parents to give them and make sure they get what they need yeah yeah. And and I've been in a number of meetings over the years where an administrator will point at an empty computer screen and they'll say just what he said. They'll say, well, the research says, but they can't actually bring anything up or reference anything because they're just using the word research as justification for them moving forward with their horrible plan. Again, that's another tell. That's another dead giveaway that they're lying and that they just don't care. Um, there was another, and I, I found it interesting too in that, in that audio clip when he basically said, well, this is where disinformation comes out. He's basically calling the truth fake news. Yes. He's saying, well, if you have a concern, then you're fake news. If you, uh, if you have found something that indicates that this is unsuccessful, then that's purposeful disinformation. Again, it's yeah. uh, he's a liar. <laughs> in the in the, the last uh, board meeting, the working session, he he had a whole new slide deck or slideshow of um, how the teacher turnover rates really aren't as bad as what has been portrayed in the media or by parents, and and basically said that the Kentucky Department of Education's numbers are wrong, and here's why. Correct. He said he said the Kentucky Department of Education was wrong. That's right. And I have that audio and I, I mean, I could play it, but I definitely want to get to the, 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 the part of this audio too, where he basically says that he knows what's best for all of the kids. But you're right. When he's talking about when, when uh, Jim Brooks brings up the statistical manipulation or so he thinks, uh, in particular about teacher turnover rate or grades or whatever it is, um, he what <laughs> Wes Bradley just basically blames, like you said, the Kentucky Department of Ed, like any other superintendent would, because they never want to take responsibility for themselves. Um, and then, of course, he blames the teacher turnover rate as as being a geographic excuse. Well, you know, people want to live close to where they work, and and they're not able to, and there's lots of reasons why people leave their jobs and whatever else. The the piece that Bradley is leaving out is that he is a workplace bully times a thousand. And that the way that he's treating people in the workplace is enough for him to have broken his contractual obligations. And I think that that right there might be the next dig that needs to be made, is into his actual contract and what pieces of his contract he's actually broken. I mean, you cannot walk up to principals and threaten them to their face, whether it's behind closed doors or not. 
that lack of professionalism right there is a massive problem. But again, you know, these two old timers on this radio show, Bradley goes in there and he, you know, he yucks it up with them and the female host goes, well, my kid just graduated and, you know, they had seven letters when they were in a sporting event and that was just great. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. Again, what Bradley has in store is is an entire area filled with illiteracy and a lack of qualification. And, and I, I, you know, one of the bigger points, I think, too, from my perspective is that the parents there have got to understand that when, when their children are out of that school district, Bradley doesn't give a shit about them because his damage that he's inflicted is already done. The damage is done, which means now the lack of qualifications lies with that student who is now 18 years old and a, and a legal adult and the parents in the family. So, again, this notion of it just drives me wild when parents just sort of willfully hand their children over to government and then government hands them back and the parents go, well, what the hell happened? You, this, right. is, this isn't the child I raised. You were supposed to have qualifications to do the thing that we set out to do and you set out to do and now you don't have those qualifications. But no one, you know, but again. And, and just to be clear to, to the parents or people that don't understand, public school is government. It is. Yeah. It, it's it's not a separate entity. It's it's governed by legislation, which is written by politicians that you elect. It is government. Yeah. And the school I think that's a common mis- misunderstanding among people is that it's it's not it's it's school and separate. It's different. It's not. It's government. Correct. And when a new program rolls in, just like government, it's de- it's almost destined to fail. And and the sad part about this is this will fail at face value because his explanation is failing. The program fails, and as we've been over a thousand times, it's a it's a foreign it's a foreign Marxist communist plan that has nothing to do with freedom and independence. So. Um, I want to play the last few minutes of the, of the audio here because I think this is where he gets into basically where he says that he has it all figured out and he knows what's best. And then I want I want your take on the other end. Next ten years will tr- will prove to be uniquely challenging for educators across the country, and that's why we have to continue to get better. I'm going to pause it there. That right there, what he said is huge. When he said the next 10 years, everybody's got to understand this is a 10-year plan. This is a 10-year national plan behind the scenes, behind the curtain to roll this out in countless schools and destroy them. So he's just told you what the enemy timeline is. As a community of educators and really allow our parents and communities to partner with us to ensure that we're working together, arm in arm, to make things happen for kids. I think, right, listening, those skills that we know are going to be crucial. In fact, I know there's a there's a, a course down that just happened right down the street here at Foster Heights where they ended up partnering with the uh, Area Technology Center to build dog houses. They had built some other pieces. That involved lots of math, lots of different things that allowed kids to establish purpose and context. I think the traditional assumption that a kid's either going to be on a workbook or a or even a computer program to do those things and find great purpose in it. We know that that's flawed. 
There you go. Did you hear that? Uh, that workbooks and books and, and doing things on a computer are flawed. But building dog houses. That that, that that right. <laughs> that that's what students should be doing. They should be building dog houses because you know there's math involved. Yeah. This is this is the Bill Ayers school of thought when it comes to education. And we know that most kids, that ceiling, here's, here's what the traditional model gets us. Kids enter into the school system at about 50% ready for kindergarten. So our state numbers for kindergarten readiness is around 50%. The traditional model keeps 50% at 50%. That's what we know. So what that tells you is the traditional models of instruction does not change trajectory for most children. And we know we have to continue to evaluate that with great intention and purpose. And our teachers and our schools are, they're looking closely at that. And There's no proof, none, zero, that preschool prepares anybody for anything. Uh -huh. There's none. Countless books have been written about it that preschool is a farce. That, that, the individual should be learning in the home environment if they can, and at the very most, preschool is daycare. And that's essentially what it is. But he's also dismissing the role of a kindergarten teacher. It's actually the role of the kindergarten teacher to teach the child how to read. Numbers, shapes, colors, sentences, sight words, X, Y, Z. So he's basically dismissing their entire role. Um... Yeah, there's only another couple of minutes here. I would say that some of our schools right now are getting pushback for being pioneers, for having courage. You're going to have people throw rocks at you. That's right. You know, that's a, that's a great age to work with kids, too, three, four years old. I mean, they're, they're eternally curious yes. about the world around them. Oh, they're little learning machines. That's right. They're little learning machines. Again, People have to understand, too, the history of education. This, too, is the John Dewey approach to, to education, which is get them as young as they can, you know, get the children to be as young as they can. Have them just do stuff, and then you can control them forever. And Bradley essentially says that. He says we'd love to get them from age of three all the way through 18, and we'd love to be able to to mold them into whatever we want between that age group. And again, as we've discussed, um, he's, going to, he's going to make them unqualified for everything. Um, there's about one more minute here. So I know right now things are kind of in a quiet period as school is ending and we're celebrating our, uh, our graduates. What's, the, what's for the uh, coming up in the, in the uh, like in the fall? What, yeah. what, what, where will things go? So as we come back to school in August and September, we want to be able to enter back into this conversation uh, to reconvene and reseat the local planning committee. Mm -hmm. Because whether or not we move on the on the community campus, we have decisions to make about other schools. Right. Um, and following that local planning committee, which could take anywhere from six to eight weeks, maybe longer, mm -hmm. um, the board would then determine if they wanted to act on any of those items. Mm -hmm. And really, that... Uh, would you, that can be put in front of the board in a lot of different ways, but it would be very public in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
I don't think that the board's hiding from these conversations. No. And I think that um, we're doing it in a way that's going to allow us to see all the blind spots and see all the opportunities that we need to think more about. So um, I, I'm, I'm proud of the, the conversations that we've had. I think that uh, people in Nelson County care about their community and their children. And that has been inspiring for our team to know how. Right there at the end, when I, that, that original recording was when I was yelling at him. Um, but again, right there at the end, he said, where, where we can figure out what's best for the children of Nelson County. And again, that's just where my blood started to boil. Because that's yeah. that's not that's not his job. It's not nope. the, it's it's never their job. And one more thing about pointing out about the being able to, to spot whether or not somebody's lying. Um, when he was talking about the board fi- looking or finding blind spots, you notice the inflection in his voice at the end of the word "blind spots" goes up as if it's a question. So it's blind. You know, I can't, I can't even do it. Blind spots. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's not certain about what he's even saying. He's kind of posing it as a question. Correct. Um, so, yeah, it just, Nelson County people, when you go to these meetings, you go to the board meetings, you listen to him speaking, look for those things, and you'll be able to tell exactly when he's not certain of what he's saying or he's making something up because he can't say it with, he can't say it with confidence. Right, because he's saying nothing. Right. It's just word salad. Mm-hmm. And the, the end game for all of this is nothing but failure. That's all that it is. And reversing the failure that is coming down the line here with this plan. Um, reversing it could take some time or it could be just doing the exact opposite of everything that he implements. But someone like him who behaves the way that he behaves and mistreats the people that he mistreats on a constant basis. Uh, he he has to go, and the school board that supports him has to go, and that's 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 the only way. But you've you know we've said it before. You've got to get a majority on that school board, and then you've got to get rid of him, and then you've got to reverse this plan because we. I mean the writing is on the wall here that he's just going to ram this through no matter what he can use the word conversation and butcher that word all he wants. But the fact is, is that they've made up their mind and for Jim Brooks to go, well, that's, that wouldn't happen. There's no way that a person would just do such a thing. Yes, they would. It's called evil and it exists everywhere. Well, uh, recently I did discover there is, our school is part of the future ready Alliance schools. I think it's futurereadyalliance.org, and you can poke around on that website. I could even send you a link if you wanted to, to put that somewhere for people. But I'll, ta- you can, I'll, I'll toss it in the description. Yep. Okay, so yeah, you can you can get on this website, and you can find all these schools that have t- taken the Future Ready Alliance pledge. Nelson County, of course, is one of them. And it's all it's schools all across the United States. Um, most of them are, are concentrated in Illinois, New York, and California and some New Jersey, but you'll see some other, uh, I think Loudoun County, Virginia was there one of the go. school districts. The most, so, commu- the most communistic locations in America. Right. Um, so anyway, if you want to, if anyone was curious, that's not in this area, if their school is part of these future ready Alliance schools, 
this kind of thing will eventually start trickling its way into your school if it's part of this Future Ready Alliance. Some of them think this is fantastic, but I'd say the majority of them don't. Um, and making them feel like they're crazy for seeing this for what it is and calling it out or, or going against it, it's, it just it really does alienate all of them. Yeah. And he's gaslighting the whole community. All of us parents that have been working so hard to, you know, prove what's going on here. And he's basically, you guys are stupid. Those numbers are wrong. You know, that's, that's gaslighting, gaslighting an entire community. I want to thank Vanessa Hurst again for, for joining me here on the podcast. And she's going to continue to be on, I'm, I'm certain of it, as we continue to update people about what's going on. I want people to understand, too, that from... A larger standpoint here, Nelson County, Kentucky, is a very unique place with very great with, with great people, just like countless counties are. But this communistic takeover that's taking place is not just unique to Nelson County; it's happening all over the place. And again, as I said earlier in our discussion, when someone shows up and has very nefarious ties to very nefarious people. And all of a the sudden, they've got this big playbook of a plan that they want to roll out in your school that upends everything that you've been doing. Even if you go back 30 years ago, when, when things were probably just fine and totally successful within your district, if someone shows up and tries to upend all of it, that's the biggest red flag that you can possibly have. That means that that individual has nefarious ties, horrible money is backing it, horrible people are backing it, and it can't possibly go through. So, in the description below, I'm going to include a couple of websites. The first is buddyberry.com slash celebration school. And you're going to learn all you want to learn about this Buddy Berry guy, because he is about as creepy as creepy gets. And you can read all about the celebration school as well, and you can get on DuckDuckGo and search it up. He himself is, even has a description of the Celebration School and touts it as being a success. And it wasn't. It was a colossal failure. It was a giant brainwashing indoctrination camp for children. That's exactly what it was. They weren't producing academically sound individuals. It was a playground. I would go so far as to say a borderline pedophilic playground. So that's the first website. The second website is what Vanessa brought up in the podcast, and it's the Future Ready Schools, which is their district pledge list. So the website is futureready.org slash the network slash future ready pledge districts. I'm going to include both of those web links. Now, Future Ready Schools, she tells me who funds it and who the corporate sponsors are. Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. Are you awake yet? Have you figured it out yet? Child traffickers, pedophiles, and friends of Jeffrey Epstein. These are the people that are funding these education programs. These are the people that want to dumb down your children. These are the people that Wes Bradley is supporting. These are the people that these programs are supporting. It has to stop, and you at the local level have to do something about it. Because you know... Pedophiles and child traffickers know exactly what's best for your children and your children's education. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. 
Take care and God bless.